Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by the wonderful Peter Fraccinelli, who is the co-director and lead actor in the film On Fire, which currently has a SAG interim agreement, allowing us to have this wonderful conversation. So thank you for, for joining us. And I, I wanted to start by talking about the way in which you've told this story, because it's really kind of following in, in almost real time over the course of a few hours, a family facing potential displacement from wildfires, which is very much kind of honoring and in tribute to the number of families across America that have gone through this particular experience. And yet the way the story is told is so interpersonal and intimate with this family. And I was interested in both as a director and an actor, how you wanted to tell a story that has this larger scope in terms of, of what it's telling the audience. Yeah. But in with the approach of it being very much specifically about the intimacy of this one family. Yeah, I, I, for me, when I when I got the script, I thought, look, there's a lot of fires in the news this is a very prevalent story. I want to be respectful of the families that are going through this. Uh, I don't want to, you know, bring up a, this tragic event and have them have to relive it all over. And this isn't a movie that's meant to bring awareness to an issue that clearly we have enough awareness of. But I, I did feel like what happens in the news is we see these fires and they're devastating and people lose their homes and people lose their lives. And and as people who are watching it from afar, we send thoughts and prayers and we're, uh, you know, compassionate. But then it kind of dissolves out of the news and life goes on. And, and then all of a sudden another one happens and we, we go through that cycle again. And I felt like this film, you know, as much as a uh as you can watch the news and, and you can see footage and you can see people tell their story this film kind of gives you an inside look of what that experience is like and my hopes with it is when you're watching it and you go through it and you feel like you're part of that family or a fly on the wall with that family and it's a suspenseful ride uh and, and when you're done with that film you think my god I, I i would never want that happening to me anyone i love and it becomes a little bit more personal and and my hope is after watching it, maybe we could come together as a you know community and pause and 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 try to figure out how to curb these fires that are happening. Um, and within that umbrella of you know a, a, a family survival drama, there's a lot of takeaways, you know, which was really important to us. And one of them being watching this family grow through this experience, having them, um, you know be there for each other and, and, and in moments of despair where they could, one of them couldn't possibly go on. The other one is, you know, roots them on and helps them keep going, which, which I love about this film because usually in these throwback to a family survival film, the dad is the hero. And in this movie, everyone, my, me, my, my wife who played by Fiona Dourif, Asher Angel, they all have, we all have heroic moments and that's what a family is. A family is 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 are people who come together and they they they're there for each other. And watching that ride, uh, that's a beautiful takeaway to to get to the other end of that harrowing experience and think if we could get through that, we could get through anything together as a family, you know. Um, and then we give tribute to firefighters, nine one one operators. We try to uh, give give celebrate them and 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 the jobs that they do. We try to. Um, um, at the end of the film, leave it with hope instead of despair. Um, and we try to leave it off with a, a, a feeling of rebirth. Like how can we regrow out of this experience? Um, so all of those little takeaways were really important to, to me while we were doing the film. So it didn't feel like we were just uh, exposing something that we see in the news. 
and and trying to benefit off of that because that wasn't the goal. The goal for us was let's do a throwback to a family survival film with all of these takeaways underneath. And I think that's such a great point that you were bringing up in terms of there's not one central hero to the family. And it's it's very kind of realistic in the fact that it's not the dad has a set of skills that it's going to get them through and they're all going to survive because of that. It really is, like you said, each of them kind of lifting each other up when they need it. And so in terms of figuring out scenes with Fiona and with Asher as kind of a family unit, how Mm. did you look to each other to think, okay, if this character is, you know, if my son in the scene is like really excelling in the one kind of holding it together, I can allow my character to kind of like fall apart a little bit. And then here's the moment where he's really going to come forward for the family. Um, I think that there's, there's just moments that are, I feel like are grounded. When I look at, I'm like, I know that family, that family reminds me of my family. There's a moment that, that sticks out for me that, uh, you know, we're on this road and my, my son's being pessimistic. He said, I don't think we're going to make it. And I say to him, we are going to make it, you know, and there's a, there's, a, there's a takeaway there too, a, mo- a takeaway of faith, having faith and having, you know, looking to a higher spiritual power to say, we're going to get through this. Um, and he says, how do you know? And I say, because I'm your dad and I know, <laughs> and, and, it, and it's one of those cliche lines that dads say, but I've said it, you know, and at a moment of frustration, I snap at him. And my wife, played by Fiona Durf, calls me on it, and I end up turning to him and apologizing. And I think that's that's being a patriarch, you know, when you're able to make a mistake or snap in a moment of frustration and turn around and and uh, take ownership of that. And and I, you know, I'm guilty of that in my family. I know, you know, my sisters are in my family. We all kind of love each other and snap at each other and call each other on stuff. And that's the, that's the love there. It's, and and so little moments like that to me are the moments where you feel like, okay, that, that family feels familiar to me. Um, but yeah, there's just this moments in the script that, that uh, the characters are reached their, their boiling point and, um, and the other characters are there to, to lift them up. And, and, and to me, that's beautiful too, to watch this family grow through this movie to me is kind of the anchor of the film. Um, I, my character at the beginning of the movie, he's saddled with all this stress. He's got, you know, bills to pay for. He's got a dad who's sick. He's got, you know, he's paying for his bills. He's got a kid who's going through college. He's not sure how he's going to pay for that. He's got a new uh, company that is get, getting off the ground and a, and a wife who's pregnant, you know, um, and a baby on the way. So, I mean, he's already maxed out. And then this fire comes and he's thinking it's off in the distance, not going to happen to us, which many people do. Um, and then it does. And, and that's another beautiful takeaway is it, it shows how fast these fires happen, a shift of the wind and it's at your doorstep. And when people say evacuate, evacuate, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. There's a beautiful line from the film. My character says to his son, things could be replaced, but people can't. And I think that's a, another important you know, message. So we pepper in all these little messages underneath this suspenseful ride. So it's meant to be an entertaining movie, but, but I think you'll feel like, wow, I, I went on a ride with that family. I understood them. Um, and, and so when, he, when this character goes through this harrowing experience and, and his whole night becomes about survival, then all of those mountainous issues and stress that he had becomes anthills compared to surviving the night. You know, so at the end of this journey, you know, him looking at uh, the takeaway of don't sweat the small stuff, you know, like the more important things are right in front of you, uh, which is your family is, is, is another beautiful message. 
It is, it is such a great message. And, you know, kind of, again, going back to how this family navigate through the situation, it feels very relatable because it feels like the way that they're trying to problem solve is very realistic and very grounded. And was that something that was really important to like you and Nick Lyon, who's your co-director on this on making sure that all of the scenes felt very realistic and grounded in terms of how would they navigate through this? What would be the tools at their disposal and what would be the ideas that they would potentially have based on their life experience? Yeah. A lot of times in interviews, people have asked me what kind of preparation I've done for uh, for for my film, and and to be honest, in this film and other films, I've had to do lots of you know preparation. In this one, it felt more to me about using my imagination and connecting to the the material and the and the actors in front of me because I know what it's like to be a dad. You know, I know what it would feel like to have my my family threatened, uh, and and so. You know, it just became about dropping me into that scenario. And then the, the challenge as an actor for me and Fiona Duraf and Asher Angel and Lance was there was no real practical fire on set because we're in the middle of a forest. The last thing we want to do is start a fire. Uh, so so we were very respectful of where we were shooting, and what the movie we were shooting was about. So, you know, when we're looking up in the sky and you see embers floating or that we're running from a burning building, all of that is CGI afterwards. So it was very crucial to CGI to this film as well um, to get that right. And, and I think Joe Lawson, who did the CGI, did a, a, an incredible job because it's mixed in with some stock footage. And, and now when I watch it, I can't tell the difference where the stock footage is and where his work is, which is really nice. But for the actors having to react to things that aren't there, that t- takes just a lot of dedication and immense focus, you know, um, because you can't half-ass that, you know, if you're, if you're looking to the other eyes of the other actor, they got to be right there with you. And, uh, and you gotta, you gotta both be feeling and seeing the same thing. Uh, and I had wonderful actors to work with, uh, both as an actor and both as a co-director who's shaping their performances too. I mean, one of the impressive things is the scope that the film manages to achieve visually um, you know, for for the fact that it's made on an independent film budget, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you're talking a little bit about the CGI effects there, but also just really leaning into like the landscape in which you guys are filming to kind of get that sense of just the space around them. And so how did you all set about making sure that you really captured the scope and the idea of what it would feel like to have these insurmountable wildfires coming at you, um, you know, with all the constraints that come with independent film shooting? Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, it, it was a great challenge. I give a lot of credit to uh, to, to Nick, who brought a lot of his independent, um, you know, knowledge of making bigger action films at a lower budget. And uh, and so when I showed up, I, I was meant to just come on as an actor. Uh, and, you know, Nick came on and had a whole plan for the lighting effects. We used a lot of lighting effects and smoke, you know. And as an actor, you're sitting there going, oh, I hope this works, you know, because <laughs> you don't know. Um and then Nick and I really were, were very collaborative while we were filming. We were shaping the scenes and, and and putting in more takeaways and trying to make sure we get lots of themes within that umbrella of the family survival drama. And and then he ended up getting COVID in the middle of, of the shoot. And, um, you know, we were too far out at sea to, to go back to port. And and he turned to me and he said, look, I, I respect you as a filmmaker and and uh, and I know you can you can finish up and, you know, handed the baton over to me. So it was kind of life imitating art, art imitating life in the sense that my character drops into this chaotic moment of time where he's running from this fire and there's lots of 
chaos around him. And now we're in the middle of the set where the director's ill. And, you know, now I'm, you know, the captain of the ship. And so I'm um, pulling double duty of, you know, ca- camera and, and working with the DP and working with the actors and my performance. So, um, so, you know, he just took it one, I just took it one day at a time and kind of used it all. Um, and, and it worked. I feel like it really worked. And, and then when we got to the editing room, uh, we kind of took that collaboration into the editing room and then celebrated this collab with with this co credit co director credit. But it was it was a wonderful experience. Um, I was you know really excited to be able to be a part of all of that because as an actor sometimes you just give you most of the, all the time you just give your performance away and then you walk to the next one and then you keep your fingers crossed. So being able to see this one through, being able to shape the performances, being able to make sure you know, that the rhythm of the film is right. It feels very tight and compact. Um, the the fire, like you mentioned in and of itself, is uh, is the antagonist of the film. So, you know, I remember we watched an early cut of the film and, and, and we had action music in it and it was just too wall-to-wall action oriented and it felt like it was trying to be something it wasn't, you know. And so we brought my composer in for my last film and I told them, look, treat the fire like it's an alien invasion. You know, slow the music down, make it eerie and suspenseful and give the fire its own character and, and give it sound. Let's give it a sound design. And uh, and that me and bring in the score and being able to save the action music for the third act was really instrumental in finding the rhythm of this film so that there's moments of quietness and moments where it builds up and then moments where it's suspenseful and moments where it's action and and having that that uh that, that rhythm uh really helped that carve that out with the score and then the fire helped that rhythm too when we watched an early cut there was just too much fire it was like fire 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 and then we shaped it and we thought okay well you don't have to see it all the time you, you know you know it's there so let's utilize it when we need to kind of like jaws you know you see the shark and it becomes more powerful and you know it's there you always know it's there and uh and so being able to come in and 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 see it when you when you when you need to see it made that more powerful than seeing it too many times and then all of a sudden it's watered down you know and then it loses its effect so so i was really excited to be part of all of those conversations and shaping that and then and shaping the the actors performances and, and um and then and then helping to um you know make the final product that you you watch that's actually amazing in terms of of the co-directing between you and Nick because I had no idea that was how it came about and I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who has suddenly been thrown into the director's chair like that halfway yeah. through a project and and obviously usually when you're directing you have you know you spend so much time going through preparation creating shot lists and yeah. so how was that a completely different dynamic in having to work in a much more instinctive way versus the way that directing usually so much is about the preparation but at the same time still having preparation that Nick had done for the shoot yeah well, like I said, it was wonderful that he had a foundation there uh, for me when I came in. You know, had he gotten sick second day or third day, it would have been a lot harder because, you know, you, you're thrown in on the first day. You're still I would have had to shut down production and try to meet with all the heads of everybody and figure it all out. But because he got sick, you know, a few weeks in, um, then I was able to I was already working collaboratively with him. I was already working collaboratively with the actors. I was already working collaboratively with the, with the DP and and Nick was very open to, you know, uh, shaping scenes with 
me and 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 so it felt already like a wonderful collaboration so then when when, when nick sick it was a little bit easier in that sense but you're, you're pulling double duty and when you show up to work um it's there's not a lot of there's no time to really stress it because because you got a job to do and you got a minimal amount of time to do it in so uh so it was wonderful that that i was able to jump in and and i've directed before so uh you know we were we were making our days and having fun and getting the stuff that we needed and then and then bringing all that material to the editing room and, and being able, a part of shaping it was really uh was it was I had a good time uh, doing that so i'm not i'm not happy nick got sick at all but but it was a a, a really fun experience for me to be able to be a part of it on, on a bigger level. And and part of shaping it both in front of and behind the camera is that idea that kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, where this experience changes this family, but it's very incremental in the way that it's happening gradually because it's not over the course of a week, you know, it's over the course of a, a single day, essentially kind of into the night that we're watching them go through this harrowing experience. And so how did you set about figuring out what are, what are those incremental changes going to be? You know, what are, what are the moments that are going to cause real change in my character? Yeah. Well, th again, thankfully that was mapped out in the script. Um, there were moments where we were adding, you know, a lot of uh, setups and payoffs you know we kept thinking okay let's we've got this umbrella of this family survival drama how can we continue to have these setups and payoffs you know like like having um i don't want to spoil it but having asher angel have his heroic moment at the end that was something that came out of came through in production that wasn't in the original script that we were thinking you know he really needs to have an arc here um, and it didn't have it in the, in the original script. It was written differently. And so those collabs were wonderful, you know, conversations to have. And, you know, when you have two directors, it's actually two heads are better than one. So now you're sitting there having those conversations and, and then a, an idea sparked and then you, it grows and then you're bouncing the ideas back and forth, which is great. Uh, we had a wonderful producer, Peter Winther, who came on and he's also a filmmaker and, and he was wonderful and added a lot of, um, you know, ideas um and uh and, and and but the script really had a lot of that mapped out for us uh, of where the turns were um so that was helpful and the film also looks kind of almost behind the scenes of this experience and the fact that there's also scenes where we get to see a 911 operator and it's not yeah. just there for kind of the pacing of the film it's really what is it like for someone who is fairly new to this job as an operator and it really wants to be able to help everybody, but is kind of going through that realization of if I can just help one family, I can't necessarily get everybody out. I'm sitting in this chair. I can't go there and, and get them out myself. Um, and so what were the important touchstones of, of that through line of the film for you? Well, it was such an important th through line that within one operator played by Ashley Forche. Um, she was wonderful in the film. First of all, she's such a talented actress. So she brought a lot of talent to that role, but, but you have this, these, this family that's running through you know the woods and they're they're being threatened and, and uh, trying to figure out at every turn how to survive and then you cut to this 911 operator and she's stuck in this room and it's claustrophobic and it's and there's a stillness there that you get to cut from this chaoticness to this stillness but you feel uh disempowered because there's only so much you can do on the other end of that line and it and we really wanted to represent how heroic those 911 operators are because you know they're not running into the fire and saving the you know people from the burning building but people's lives are on the other end of that phone and so their information they're giving them is 
is dire and it's, um, you know, could mean life or death. And a lot of those times, a lot of times for those 911 operators, they're helping people and there's so many calls coming in and they have to move them, you know, they move on to the next and they don't know if that family got out. They don't know if those people were helped or not. And, and to have to go home with that and think, my God, I, I, I have all these lives that I was responsible for. How many did I help? How, and, and feel the feeling of helplessness while you're sitting in a position of, of power. And yet there's only so much you can do um, just shows how, how hard that job is and how heroic they are. You know, we really wanted to have that arc for her uh, alongside this family. And I feel like the juxtaposition of that really worked. And, uh, and, you know, with her character, she's, a, a young woman she's uh, just started this job a couple of weeks ago in a very sleepy town where we set up the you know, one of the the hardest things that happen is a cat gets stuck in a tree in these small towns you know and and then uh she's all of a sudden at ground zero for this huge harrowing event that's affecting so many people's lives and the the look of uh, frustration and panic and 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 desperation that she has throughout this film of just desperately wanting to help people and not knowing if she's making a difference and then she connects with this one family and she does and she gets to walk away with that knowing that i got this family out i saved this family and that is something to hold on to you know and in terms of scenes in the film there's this the majority of the film is really you, Fiona, and Asher as kind of like this three family unit. And so what was the dynamic that the, the three of you were able to create in terms of how you were supporting each other as actors and, and scene partners that then kind of transferred through to the way that your characters are in turn supporting each other as family members? We were on a journey the as actors and as these characters. So we relied on each other a lot. You know, we looked to each other a lot and, um, you know, especially when Nick got sick and they were looking to me as the head of the family, you know, um, but I was looking to them, too, for support. And I couldn't have done it without them either, you know, and, and having these two wonderful actors come to, to work every day and give it their all was so beautiful because sometimes you get actors and they're on their phones and they're, you know, not paying attention. And they come in and they half ass it and they don't really care. And like I was just fortunate to have professionals that came passionate about what they were doing, looking to take the scenes to another level, always looking to, to make the dialogue richer. Um, there were scenes that beautiful improvisational stuff that came out of scene work that we, you know, sometimes it was like doing a dance and you just kind of went where they would go and, and, and vice versa. And at the end of the scene, we would just hug each other. That was so beautiful. Thank you for that. It was what a gift. If you remember there's a scene uh, where Fiona and I are in a, a, a trailer and we're discussing this, something that happened with my dad. And, and there's some really beautiful moments that just came out of, you know, us two connecting in that scene. And I look at it and, and those are genuine laughs that she's having because there were moments where I was giving to her and she didn't know I was going to say certain things and I didn't know I was going to say certain things. And to watch her cry, cry, laugh, you know, and 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 things that were not planned, but but beautiful moments came out of it, and it's all in the film. And I was so um, proud of her, and 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 felt so connected with her in those scenes. Um, she's she's a sweetheart and a wonderful actress. And we grew, we all grew through this experience because we were going through it offset as well. <laughs> like you know, the whole idea of this of losing our, our director and, and being able to still keep everything together. And Hey, we, we've got to, we've got to all come together now because we've got to keep moving forward. Uh, it was great. 
and and I know that you've also specifically screened the film for first responders and for 911 operators. What's the experience of that been like in in being able to sit in a room and and kind of watch them see elements and aspects of their lives and their experiences reflected back? Because that takes it beyond the idea of we're just telling stories that kind of takes it to the place of, you know, we're really reflecting real lives of, of people out there. So beautiful, really so beautiful. I mean, look, I've done films that are entertaining and they're, you know, wonderful and people enjoy them. But to have a film that's actually connected to people that 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 have done these things in real life and are, are getting applauded for it and and taking it in and going, thank you for seeing me is so wonderful. We had a, a screening at the Mammoth Film Festival and the fire department came out and they had their fire trucks there and the whole fire department stood up and they got a standing ovation and they were so uh, filled with gratitude and, 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 and really enjoyed watching it. Um, I just did a screening in, in, in Oregon. I had first responders in the audience and they were weeping, you know, because they were so, um, touched by, by being seen and heard. And, um, and, you know, and I, I, there was one audience member, there's a line, it's an off camera line, uh, where the 911 operator is talking to somebody on the phone and they're trapped in the house because they ran back in to get their pictures. And uh, and it was just a line that I actually threw in in post-production because there, there was a, it was just screaming off on the other end. You didn't know what was happening. And I said, you know, I remembered a story. My parents, and they're guilty of this too, that they were in New York and, the, um, and, and this hurricane came in, one of the hurricanes. And I kept telling them, listen, guys, you should get out. There's uh, there's warnings and no, we, we don't want, we want to make sure the house is OK. And and they stayed and they probably shouldn't have. They they ended up OK, but they lost all of our all of our photos got flooded from when we were younger. I lost all those photos and like the house was basement was flooded and they could have gotten hurt. And I and I scolded them after him. Mean, I'm their son scolding my parents. Listen, you got to listen. You got to get out. And and so, you know, when, like I said before, when when these uh, warnings come on, people want to stay and protect their house. Don't like, you know, protect yourself and get out. And so I remember the picture story and I'm losing the pictures. And so I added this line where the woman said, hey, I ran back in to get my photos and I, 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 I'm trapped in the house. And I can't get out. There was someone in the audience that that happened to one of their relatives and they lost their relative because of that because their relative ran back in to get the family photos. And it was, um, you know, it was just a line that, that I thought of in the midst of post-production to, to give it reason, uh, you know, and, and, and it's so interesting that, that these stories happen. And, and, and so hopefully that's a takeaway that they don't, don't run back in, <laughs> leave, you know, things can be replaced. People can't. I mean, it's always really fantastic when you're able to create and tell stories that that have that sort of response to people's direct experiences. So yeah. congratulations on everything with this movie, Peter. Oh, thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you. I hope people watch it. I hope they, they enjoy it. I hope that they th take things from it. And, um, and at the end of the day, feel uh, uh, something at the end where they can come together and think, okay, it's fire prevention month, October's fire prevention month. What can I do to protect my home? You know, because I look at the, the Hawaii fires and there are homes that were saved because they cleared the brush because they had certain things in, in play around their homes that protected their homes. There's things that we can do 
Uh, but but there's this mentality of it won't happen to me, you know, and I think that it's better to be prepared, better to be safe than sorry. And, um, you know, I think we can all come together to, to, to solve this issue. Um, and but 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 on a, on, a, on a more smaller note, like there are things that you can do. There's things that you can do to protect your home and your family. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for such a lovely conversation about the film. Really. Appreciate oh, thank it. you so much for having me.